And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. This is episode 20. No Mike Quintana today. Mike Mike's a busy guy, man. Mike runs at Academy. He has a lot of stuff to do there at the park. So I'm like, Mike, you, you know, you can sit this one out. It's fine. All good. But I did want to give a big shout out to Sammy Love, who gave us our intro music. He, uh, quite a musician. He plays for Radio Stereo, an amazing cover band, and he has a project right now called the Karaoke's Live Band Karaoke. So you sing, and they'll, they'll play in the background, you know? Um, really cool guy. You could follow him, Evil Love Music, on social media. And as always, we're brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. This is where Mike would pitch his, uh, his academy, but I could pitch it for him. My, my son Anderson plays there in the T-Ball League. Great academy. A uh, great place for kids to start. Goes all the way to 10U. And it's uh, it's an amazing program. I, I'm a volunteer dad coach for, for my son's team, and it's it's fun. The games get really intense, but you make, you know, long-lasting friendships. You know, the, the parents are cool. The coaches are awesome. So uh, hit up Mike, you know, at Diamond Dreams Miami Academy over on Instagram and or Diamond Dreams Miami. So follow follow him. Um, reach out to them, sign up your kids. It's good. And there's girls that, that play as well. There's a, a, a girl, Har- Harper Barney. She is awesome. Awesome. And um, shout out to her brother, Owen, and her parents, Kevin and Michelle. Awesome people. But we wanted to, uh, oh, wait, and then also Armando Alvarez, realtor. If you need to buy a house, sell a house, um, just need some advice on real estate, reach out to me at Armando Alvarez Realtor on Instagram. And yeah, man, just reach out. There's a, um, it's a, they always ask me, is it a good time to buy a house? It's always a good time to buy a house. It's real estate, you know, interest rates. You could always work around them. You know, you could refinance later. You could do many things, but call me, let's have a talk, buy a house, sell a house, <laughs> call me. And we wanted to welcome our special guest for today. He plays second base for the Miami Hurricanes. The Miami Hurricanes baseball team, they debut at Mark Light Stadium February 17th against Penn State. Quite a series to kick off the season. They used to be rivals in, in football, now in, in baseball. But welcome, Dorian Gonzalez Jr. Welcome Hello. to Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me, Armando. I just want to say uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I've heard some of some of the, the podcasts with you and Mike, and, and I'm just... Excited to be here today. Thanks, man. No, and thanks for thanks for coming on because I know, you know, we've been talking for a bit and and dude, I know you guys have practices and a, a lot of stuff on your plate, so it, they they keep you busy, don't they? Oh, yeah, our our, <laughs> our schedule, especially now in January, February that, that that time right like after Christmas break, it gets pretty hectic. Um so it's it's nice to get out here and be able to do this podcast with you today. No, definitely, man. And again, thank you for coming on. And, you know, we'll talk about the Canes in a little bit. But first, you know, like I said, you know, this is um, a lot of the people that listen to the podcast and have listened to us and follow us from the beginning. Our parents over at Damages Miami Academy or and throughout Miami, you know, a lot of them have kids that play Little League. So we've been asking everybody that's come on the show that, that played ball. Talk to me about your beginnings in baseball. When did you start playing? Where did you play? And also what led you to fall in love with the game so i i pretty much picked up a bat when i was three years old three four years old around that around that age 
Um, my dad played baseball. He, he played up at, up until the collegiate level. So he was he he knows about baseball. He he knows what he, what he's doing. So when I was three, I I picked up a bat. He put me on the left-handed side. I started hitting lefty. Um, so you hit lefty, throw righty. I hit lefty. I throw righty. Like my son. Yeah. <laughs> he always told me that there's more opportunities to hit lefty and and throw righty. So started there. Um, my first, the first team I played on was was Redberries. Um, um, I I remember that that park. It was it was always fun. Um, it would get filled on the weekends. Uh, there was always events, um, and then it kind of shifted from Redberries to to Glades, which was the first time my dad became the coach, um, and and that was pretty cool. Um, a, a few of my friends actually came over from Redberries and took Glades on my dad's team. We recruited some guys. It was it was cool, um, and then from Glades we went over to Palmer Park. When we got a little older, we we did a coach pitch and then eventually kid pitch. There at Palmer Park, where uh, they they run a pretty good league, um, and then we started doing tournaments, um, like parks like Grapeland, Fernile, um, Flagami, all those all those. Yeah, a lot parks. of good baseball parks there. A lot of parks that have been around a while, um, and then as I got older in kid pitch and all that I went to Tamiami which my dad was he was still the coach he was my coach through all those throughout all those years um we went to Tamiami it was kid pitch um learned a lot there made some new friends um and then eventually I went I went over to Belen uh, for middle school played there for middle school I actually played on the eighth grade team as a as a sixth grader. Nice. So I was I was playing up, um, which is something I was I was pretty much used to already because my dad always had me playing up in little league. <laughs> um, he said that was that was the best way to, you know, develop as as a young as a young baseball player. Um, so yeah, I I went I went over to Belen, played middle school at Belen, then finally. Eighth grade, I played on the JV team, and then once once I got to high school, I was on the varsity team, and then played there all four years of Belen, and then now I'm at and now I'm at University of Miami. So that was yeah, and you and you mentioned your dad coaching you, and and man, your dad was on some great you know Dorian Gonzalez, he was on some great Miami Hurricane teams, like some really good teams that went to Omaha that I remember from you know when I was a. Uh, when I was twelve and and in my early teen years, those teams were were amazing. I mean, like when when you look back at what your you know those teams that your dad was part of, like, and then what you know what what he meant to your development growing up, like, you got to be proud of of all of all that stuff because I'm you know I'm sure you hear from a lot of people, like, hey man, those teams were were the best. Oh yeah, for sure. He 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 mentions that. <laughs> a few times he uh he set a high standard for sure um so every year he was at Miami that his team went to Omaha so it, they his team set a high bar for for the rest of the teams to come um but no yeah there was there was definitely some great talent on those teams um 
my dad, obviously, uh, J.D. Arteaga, Pat Burrell, Rudy Gomez, guys like that. I remember they had a good closer, Jay Tesmer. Jay Tesmer, of course. Um, so, yeah, my, my dad pretty much picked up, I guess, knowledge from all those guys, and that's basically how he taught all of us growing up. I'm right, playing for Jim Morris. I mean, <laughs> that's a, the legend of all legends there. And Jim Morris, too, of course. Yeah, he was, uh, he was around for a lot of for for a lot of time in college baseball. He was at Georgia Tech. He had guys like uh, Jason Veritek and, and Nomar. I'm like the Garcia Parra. Nomar Garcia Parra <laughs> uh, for the Red Sox. And then he came over to Miami. So, yeah, he's he's definitely a legend too. Yeah, de- definitely a legend. And, and you said you played at, B- at Belen. You know, you mentioned you played at Belen. That, that I, I know. Um, part, you know, part of being in high school, you play a lot of – a lot of memorable games, a lot of memorable stuff happens because you play with a lot of guys that you played with growing up, that you went to school with. You know, obviously you went to school together, but you may have gone to school with since uh, since you were at Conchita. What's your your favorite moment playing playing high school baseball? Because you know, for for a lot of people, it's like, oh yeah, when we won this district title or that district title. Or sometimes it's just something individual that you did, or it may just be some random game that was that was amazing to play. I would say my my favorite um, high school baseball moment was probably my first home run. You know, a lot of people love that that first home run that they that they get in high school. Um, I was a freshman actually. It was in playoffs. Um, it was a it was a live atmosphere. There was a lot of people there. And we were down some runs. Um, we needed we needed like a big spark. We needed a, a big hit to to get our team going. And I that was I hit my first home run, and you know it was a, it was a great feeling. It was something that I'll never forget. So that that's probably my my favorite high school baseball moment. Yeah, hitting hitting home runs. Uh, my my last home run was in eighth grade. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never hit one in high school, but but I, I I still remember that well. So yeah, hitting hitting a home run, absolutely that has to be a, a great memory. And you know, back, going back to growing up, what baseball team did you follow, and who was your favorite player? So I followed the Yankees, which is interesting now because my favorite my favorite team now is the Red Sox. Oh. Yeah. So I <laughs> I followed the Yankees only because of of Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was my favorite player going up. Um he was the captain, he was the the guy that everyone loved. Um he always came up in big moments. So it was hard not to like Derek Jeter, so he was he was probably my favorite baseball player growing up and how do you go from a Yankee fan to a Red Sox fan when, <laughs> when did that happen and why so and I asked because I'm a Yankee fan yeah so I of course I followed the Yankees because of Jeter and then a few years back Alex Cora I don't not, you, yes you know, Alex, of course Alex Cora so he was the shortstop on my dad's team at at Miami and they're still pretty close so once he got the job at Boston that you know that that became my favorite team I followed them and then they won the the World Series, so, so that's a good excuse. So yeah, you're, the, you're forgiven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Alex Cora, man, he was a he was a good player. His brother Joey as well. So yeah, that's that's you're you're forgiven. If it's a Kane thing, you know, I get it. You know, I get it. And uh, you know, going back to to uh, when you were at Belen, Dorian, how did you re- how did you feel when you when you received an offer to play at the University of Miami? You know, knowing the history that your dad played there and and staying staying at home. No, yeah, it meant it meant the world to me. I grew up basically going up 
going to Miami every weekend to watch those those weekend series. Um, I, I even went to Jim Moore's baseball summer camp. Grew up going to that. Um, I was I was always around that campus. My my best friend Ari Artiaga, his his dad J D Artiaga, um, which Ari he passed, but we uh we grew up basically going to the field every day. You know, going to those camps and and seeing those games. So it meant the world to me to you know get that offer. And and once I did get that offer, there was every other school was out of the question. It was oh, absolutely. It was full go Miami green and orange. So no, and, and you know, talking about Ari, you know, I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. You know, as a as a community, as a baseball community, you know, we we all we all felt that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was it was it was tough time, but yeah. But you know, he's all he's always gonna be with you, man. And um, you know. You started playing at the University of Miami, so like you said, man, like you know, your 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 dad gave you like you know some some big shoes to fill, some high expectations. You know, him playing on all those teams. You got one year down. Um, the team last year, I know they they fell short, you know, in in regionals, but you guys had a pretty good year. You were you were ranked pretty high. This year, a lot of high expectations as well. You know, what did you learn in that first year? Because obviously, you know, coming in as a freshman, you had plenty of playing time. You played a ton, but you always learn. You know, you always learn. You pick up something you learn, and the next year you you, you put in what you learn, and you do even better, and even better the next year. What, what are some things that you learned in, in 2022 that are going to help Dorian Gonzalez Jr. be a better player in 23? Oh, yeah, of course. When, when you go to college especially – there's there's so many you know little things new things that you can learn and I was privileged to to play as a freshman and I got that experience um but I I did have my mistakes here and there and I didn't I didn't hit as good as I wanted to of course like you always want to be 10 for 10 but that's not going to happen um but no yeah the the things I'd take from last year you know is to be Try to be more consistent, a more consistent player, because I've I've learned that everyone at at this level, at the collegiate level, at, at the D1 level, is very talented, and the guys that that stand out and that are gonna stick around are the guys that are consistent, that have a cool head, um, you know, that work hard, work harder than the others. So, I would just say keeping that that cool head and being consistent, being a consistent everyday player is what I'm going to strive to be this year. And you mentioned something about, you know, putting the work in. Because like like you said, you know, you get to a you get to a certain level that you realize like, man, everybody here is good. You know, like uh I was mentioning to you before before we started the the episode about one of our our guests Omar Falcon who was a a third round pick, excellent catcher, got drafted right out of high school. And he said once he made it to to the minors, he's like, man, everybody, <laughs> every catcher here is just as good as I am. You know, what separates us is very, very minor. So, you know, as, as advice to 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 kids that may be listening, you know, with, with, with their parents or listen, you know, to, to the podcast, what, what advice do you give them about that work that you need to put in? Because, you know, not all kids. I mean, most kids, I think, know that they got to put in work. But there's some kids that, that you know, you know, we played with with kids like that. Yeah. That just don't. And you know, so what advice would you give them to make it to? I mean, you 
you're at a D1, like, awesome university for baseball that's going to be ranked pretty much every year. So what, what do you tell those kids on how to get to, to that level and succeed? Yeah, so we actually we had this talk the other day with, with, the, with the, the team and the coaches. They gave us this question, and, and they gave it to us to take home so we can come back the next day and answer it. Like, what is our definition of hard work? And and the next day I came back and I th I thought about it and my answer was like hard work is is that that work that that extra work that you put in when when no one's looking because you can you can be that that guy at practice that does everything right that you work hard at practice and that's great but that's what you're supposed to do really you're supposed to go to practice you're supposed to do those things right or, or what they ask you to do you're su you're supposed to do those things. It's the things that that you do after, before, or like when no one's when no one's watching. That's that's my definition of hard work, and that's what I would tell kids. That that that's the advice I would give them. Put in put in the work when when you're not supposed to, when you're not told to put in that work per se. So. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah, because it's easy to say like, oh yeah, just go to the field and show up when, yeah, you you have to show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not playing. It's it's what you do. No, absolutely, a hundred percent. And um, you know, you you guys must have some some pretty hefty expectations this year. You guys have a lot of, a lot. Of, I think the majority of the guys are back. You have a great. I mean, you have a lot of great players, but you know, Yo-Yo Morales. Um, they're talking about him going early first round in in the draft. So some big expectations this year, right, for the Canes? Oh yeah, yeah. We got our the the big meat of our lineup is back from last year. Um, we have a solid pitching staff, so the the expecta expectations high this year for sure. Um, you know, every year we talk about that final goal, which is Omaha, and you know that's that's the way we break out practice every day. You know, three, two, one, Omaha. So. So that's what we have instilled in our in our minds because we know that that this team can do it. And your your dad played with some some players who who were some amazing MLB players. You know, they some that got drafted really high. And you know, th this year there's buzz around Morales. And you know, how, how does it how does it feel having a a teammate that's that's being eyed by by so many teams? Because you know, I was talking we were talking to David Espinoza, who was drafted in 2000 for first round pick. From the Cincinnati Reds, he got drafted out of out of high school, and he was saying, "Man, like sometimes I'd be at I practice, you know, just warming up, you know, warming up, like st just stretching, and there's like 50 scouts looking at him. Oh yeah, you know, when when you see that buzz around one of your teammates, how how is that feeling? And you're like, hey man, you know, maybe maybe I'll be next. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely awesome watching, you know, the the hype that's being put around him because you know he deserves it. He's He's an amazing player. He's probably one of the best players I've ever played with, and and it's amazing how he doesn't let any of that that hype, that pressure, get to him, um, which is something that we all try to take from him. Um, but yeah, no, it that definitely motivates all of us to, to you know work hard and and it shows us that we can be that next guy up that those scouts come to see. No, absolutely, man, and. Uh, it, you know, it creates an extra buzz around the team that's always fun, you know, because aside from going to Omaha, it's always nice to have some some guys that, that are being looked at by the major league teams. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely have extra eyes on our <laughs> on our team because of Yo-Yo Morales and, 
a couple other guys. So it's it's pretty cool. Your your coach Gino Demare. Um, you know, obviously, I I age myself a little bit when I when I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him as a as a player, and he was damn good. He was really really good. What's it like having him as a as a as a coach? You know, you you said he's a you know pretty straightforward guy. You know, runs a tight ship, he's, and but but you know also thinking back, like the dude was a Canes legend. Oh yeah, no oh, yeah, he he definitely he bleeds green and orange, and and we're just honored to have him as our coach because he is, he is a great leader, and every day out there when we're playing, when we're practicing, even when we're not. Um, he demands the best out of us. So, he he's he definitely pushes us to be the, the that best player person we can be. Because, not to mention, he expects the best out of us in on the baseball field. But, you know, he he focuses on our schoolwork and and all that too. So he he wants us to complete. He wants us to be that that complete player and, and person. So. Oh, that's awesome, man! And and you know, before we're, I got one more question after this, but uh, what do you see? What do you see the Canes when we're done with the season? What's your What's your expectation of the team? Where would Where What do you want to? Obviously, you want to be in Omaha, but what, what's your your expectation this year of the team? Well, the expectation is is Omaha every year. Um, winning it all. Winning it all. <laughs> winning it all. Bringing a, a national championship back to. ACC oh championship, national title, or oh, everything. All of those. We we. It's been a while since we've since we've had a national championship back here in Miami. Two thousand one was, I think, the last time we we won it. Two thousand one was the last time I think we won it, and um, that that's definitely our goal to bring back a national championship. This and, year. and before we before we go, Dorian, um, you're wearing a Marlin shirt right now, and last year we we had a last the year last week. Uh, on the podcast, we had a little uh, debate here. We were talking about MLB The Show 23. Jazz Chisholm is on the cover. We're saying that there's some other guys that may have been a little bit more deserving. You know, maybe Judge again after after 62. But you know, you're 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 20. You know, my, my, Mike and I are the 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 old guys. You know, in our early 40s, even though we still look damn good, but early 40s. Uh, what what's what's your take? You know, as as a 20 year old, you know who is just a little bit younger than than Jazz Chisholm, and and you're a different generation than us. Do you, do you think that was the correct choice? You think he's popular with with the young kids? I I mean the the popular choice I think actually would have been Judge, but yeah, you know, I I could see why they choose Jazz Chisholm. He's that electric young player. He steals bases. He hits home runs. He makes diving plays. Cool hair. Cool hair. <laughs> so, I guess he relates more to the younger crowd, which so. And he's a great player, not to mention. So I, I think he was a good choice for that, for that cover. Well, there you go, Mike. When you're you're listening to the episode, Dorian thinks it was a good choice. But hey, Dorian, thank thank you again for for being on. Um, we wish you the best of luck this year and go next. Well, this Saturday there's Fan Fest, and the following Friday against Penn State, right? Opening opening day, yeah, next Friday the, the 17th. And thank you for having me again. And I, I plan to be there, and Mike Quintana will be back for episode 21. We'll have Jason Arricchio. It's a finance show about sports. You don't want to miss it. Take care.